0: Good good morning, everyone. Hopefully we're coming in soon. Hello, hello. Good morning. Ah, there we go. Brilliant. Okay. Great to see you all here. So... If you've been with us over the last few weeks, we have been spending them looking at the the theme of peace. And today we're coming to the end of our series. So I just want to start right at the start. You start at the start, don't you? I want to start just by saying again something that we've said before during these past few weeks. It's that whilst we're talking about worry and anxiety... We recognise and we know that anxiety can be very overwhelming and for some of us in our families, it's so debilitating that maybe you or people you know and love may be on medication that helps to bring balance. This is okay. We are such a family. Okay, and we thank God for the expertise of medics, for the biological knowledge of how our bodies and our brains work and for things that can help us. And yet, if you've been with us over the last few weeks, you'll also know that God has a lot to say about worry and anxiety in this book. Um, so if you've um, not got a Bible, we'd love to give you one. There's, one out on, there's some out on the information table out there, so go grab one if you um, haven't got one. Um, we'd love for you to take it home and have a read. Jesus is described as the Prince of Peace, and we are invited to look at him, to meet with him, and to experience him wherever we are, Um, However we are, whatever situation we find ourselves in, Jesus' invitation to us is always to come just as we are. Now some people enter a room and their presence affects the whole place. Um, I don't know if you know anyone like that. Uh, Sometimes it can be for good or for bad, but you can kind of, as soon as they walk through the room, be like, boom, that person is here. Um, Sometimes you can feel the level of anxiety in a room increase or decrease um, as someone's in there. Jesus was and is someone that you want in the room with you. When he enters a space, you know the very person that he is comes into the room and if you're listening um, and you don't know this person called Jesus I want you to know that he is someone that you want in your space he is the most amazing person he is the most kind and loving and true he is someone who knows you completely and cares for you deeply he is someone that you feel better for having been with He is the Prince of Peace. And for some of us, maybe in this room, even as we were worshipping this morning, we experienced the Prince of Peace. We experienced his presence and his peace while we were worshipping. So let's just pray now as we continue. Lord, would you come? Would you come and speak to us? Would you come meet with us in this place? Lord, we want to learn from you and we want to hear your voice and we want to be changed from having been in your presence. Amen. So as we finish our series this morning, we're going to be looking at a couple of things that Paul, who was one of Jesus' lifelong followers, something that he says about worry. And Paul has seen and faced many, many things. Um, He's been on the end of loads of opposition and he has suffered at the hands of other people for telling people about Jesus. But he writes some amazing things. And this morning, if you've got your Bible, I want you to turn to Philippians chapter 4. We're going to read two verses. Um, They will be familiar to many of you, I'm sure. This morning I'm going to read them from the New Living Translation. Okay, so it's Philippians chapter 4 and verses 6 to 7. And as he writes his letter to the church at Philippi, Paul is writing these words from prison. And this is what he says. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace that will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I'll read it one more time. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace that will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I think they're amazing words for Paul to say when he's stuck in a prison cell. Like when he's in a situation that could more easily kind of be driven by worry, he writes these words. So I figure he's got some credibility um, and some wisdom to share with us. So Paul starts with this thing, don't worry about anything. There we go, full stop, end of preach. Off we go. (laughs) like see you later just don't do it he says just don't do it and some of you might be thinking including myself uh okay uh how do we go about that then um i must be doing something wrong here because maybe i've got a bit of worry going on right now how can you just say don't worry how can i just stop doing that thing We can't talk about not worrying glibly because sometimes we get stuff that happens in our life that just wipes our feet out from underneath us. Sometimes we have crisis that just comes out of nowhere. Sometimes crisis is like this ongoing drip, drip, drip thing that happens. And before we know it, we find ourselves in this place of anxiety. Some of us are facing really difficult situations that induce worry in us. So how does Paul say don't worry about anything? We can't get away from the fact that he does. His words are not a kind of telling off kind of statement but I think they're this reassuring voice that invites us to press into something different. I'd like to think that because God talks about worry and fear in the Bible so much that he kind of knows that it can be a bit of a big deal for us. Can you still hear me properly? I feel like the sound has just changed a bit. Okay. So if you're dubious about this thing, um, I don't want you to walk out just yet. Just stay here for the moment. Paul says don't worry about anything instead. And that's a really important word. Paul is acknowledging that we are prone to worry God is not disappointed in us when we worry, but he does long for us to know him more and trust him more. He longs for us to experience more of his peace, to know more of the freedom and life that he has for us, just as Ruth was saying this morning. In the person of Jesus, he offers us something more. He offers us something different, something better. And I think when Paul uses the word instead, what he's saying is, when you worry, do this. When you notice that you're worrying, when you notice that you're carrying anxiety, look at what I'm going to be able to say. Listen to what I'm about to say. I think that's what he's saying. When you worry, you have some choices about what to do with it. Do I go off down this whole kind of worry rabbit warren and... Rabbit Warren? Rabbit Hole? Yes? Same thing? Okay. And before I know it, all my thinking and my outlook is kind of just spiralling, out of control, unsettled, chaotic, and I'm trying desperately to contain all the accompanying feelings that are kind of surfacing at the same time. Or do I seek something different? Do I seek to try, with the presence of the Holy Spirit with me, around me, in me, to be courageously transformed by the presence of God. And what Paul offers us in his words is some really, really practical things to help us with this war on worry because I do think it is a bit of a war. So let's have a look at what he says. Firstly, don't worry about anything. Nothing is too big or too small for God's concern and care. I just want to say that again. Nothing is too big or too small for God's concern and care. God cares about the tiniest details of our lives, the seemingly insignificant things, as well as the things that are huge and overwhelming and that deeply move us and affect us. He cares about global issues and things that are beyond our control, and he cares about our smallest of concerns our thoughts and our feelings. Yet nothing is too big or too small for his concern and his care. And as we go through this morning, um, I'm going to say some things as we're going through and then we're just going to take some moments just to pause, knowing that the Holy Spirit is here with us. And as we have that quiet moment of pause, it's an invitation for us just to engage with God and see what he's saying to us and us a, space, a moment of space for us with him. So what might be some of those things for you today? What might be some of those big or small things that you know are on your mind and that you are carrying heavily in your heart? Let's just have a moment of quiet and just share those with God in the quietness. And you might wonder how the God of the universe could notice you and care for you. But it says this in Psalm 36, verse 5 to 6 Your love, Lord, reaches to the heavens, your faithfulness to the skies. Your righteousness is like the highest mountains, your justice like the great deep. And then the message translation of the next verse says this Yet in his largeness, nothing gets lost. Not a man, Not a mouse slips through the cracks. I love that phrase. Yet in his largeness, in your largeness, Lord, I do not get lost. In his largeness, nothing gets lost. He knows us. He sees us. Our concerns concern our God. They move his heart. And he says, I am big enough, I am strong enough, I am wise enough, I am loving enough to contain all of your cares, to hold them all, to hold you. So don't worry about anything because I am here. Nothing is too big or too small for my concern and care. When we come into the presence of God, we experience his holding. I'm holding you. I'm here. I know. So don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. It's like we can hear the very words of Jesus saying, don't worry about anything. Instead, turn to me. Talk to me. Invite me into your worry. Invite me into your fear, into your disappointment. Let me be with you in this moment. Tell me everything. Don't leave anything out. I want to hear it all. Instead of trying to cope with it all on your own, come to me, he says. Instead of trying to fend for yourself, come to me, he says. Instead of putting up your defenses and going it alone, come to me, he says. God invites us to come as we are and to look to him. Don't worry about anything. Instead, come to me. Are there some things, some worries that you feel you just cannot talk to God about, where you notice maybe a resistance in sharing them with him? And if that's the case, I just want to ask the question, I wonder why that might be. Maybe it has something to do with who you think you're coming to when you pray, or how you think God sees you. God loves to hear us. He loves to hear what's on our hearts, what we're thinking about, what we're feeling. Psalm 62 verse 8 says this, Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. Praying about everything is like pouring out our hearts to him. We've heard that phrase already this morning about how God has poured himself out for us on the cross. And he encourages us to pour out our hearts to him. You know, Yesterday, um, I went out in the morning for a walk with a couple of friends. And um, we came to this place where there was this kind of little bridge and this stream that was kind of just fairly kind of just ambling along, suddenly there was this kind of like weir kind of thing. And there was this drop. And the water was just pouring over the edge of this ridge. And we stood and we um, looked at it for a little bit. And what struck me was the motion of the water, that the power of it, like everything was pouring out. It was like this emptying. And yet the stream just kept coming, it was this endless kind of motion more and more and more, it was like this holding nothing back as the water was just pouring over the edge and I think that's what we're invited to do to pour out our hearts to him because he is our refuge, he is our safe place so we're just going to take some time now to pause and to do that to pour out our hearts to him. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you that you're here. We pour out our hearts to you now. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. And then Paul offers us some things that are really, really practical. So we're going to kind of try and walk through this a little bit together now. He says, do this. He says, tell God what you need. Lord, I know that you're with me. I need to know that I'm not on my own. I need to know... strength to be able to care for my parent I need your wisdom um, as I raise my children I need to know what to do in this situation I need to really grasp that you have got my future in your hands I need to know that my loved ones are going to be okay I need food for the table I need money to be able to top up my electric I need relief from my pain I need to see this relationship restored what are the things that you need this morning And we're going to take this moment of quiet just to tell him. Tell God what you need. Lord, I need a job. Lord, my heart is broken by what's going on in the Middle East. Lord, I'm desperate to see my family come to know you. What do you need? Tell God what you need. And then Paul goes on to say, and thank him for all he has done. It's a two-part thing that he says. Tell God what you need and thank him. And in thanking him for all he has done, it reminds us of who God is. It reminds us of his faithfulness to us, of his love to us, of his provision and his care for us over and over and over again. It reminds us of how big he is and of his steadfast involvement in our lives. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. I'm at a stage in my life at the moment where my memory is completely shocking, like it's actually embarrassing. I can be stood in front of someone that I know really well and have known for years and years and years, but in that moment, I literally cannot even recall their name. If that's happened to you, I am so sorry all right? It's just where my brain is at the moment. And the other day, we were trying to decide as a family um, what film we were going to watch in the evening. And Russ commented on a film that we'd watched before. And I had no recollection that we had even watched the film. Now, granted, often when we watch a film, I'm normally asleep within the first 20 minutes. But, you know, so generally, the kind of what film do we watch just isn't a conversation we need to have when it comes to me. But the point that I'm making, they're silly examples, but I mention it because we are forgetful. I mean, I'm particularly forgetful at the moment, but we are forgetful people. Um, I can't believe that we're now in February. I have no idea where January has gone. Um, But at the start of this year, I looked back over 2023. I went through my diary, kind of um, at different things that had happened, and I went through my journal, And I was looking at the joy and the hard things that I had experienced over the year. And for each month, what I did, I just wrote a few bullet points down to remind me of those significant things. It might have been something that had happened. It might have been something that God had spoken to me. And as I reflected on those things, I felt the presence of God. And I knew that he had been with me through all of them. And I was thankful Thankfulness came in that moment of reflection. And if that's something that you think you might find helpful, you know, we've only just started February, you could still do it for last year, go back. I really encourage you, it's a really um, useful kind of tool to kind of engage with. It's not too late to do that for last year. Being thankful can be a habit that we can practice at the end of and during um, our days. Um, There's a word that sometimes we use for it, a bit old-fashioned. It's called examine, but it's a looking back over the day that's um, at the end of it and kind of saying, God, this is where I I knew your presence here. Or, Lord, this was really hard. Where were you in this moment? Or it's that reflecting on your day and recognising where you knew God's presence. So let's just take a moment now just to thank God for all he has done. And as you look back and you thank God for what he's done, what do you notice? In your thanking, did you remember the kindness of our God? And the remembering of his kindness, did you experience something of his peace? Paul says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. If you're here or you're, maybe you're listening later on Spotify and you don't know Jesus, maybe when it comes to telling God what you need, maybe the very thing you need is him. Maybe the thanking him for all he has done is a realisation in this moment that he loves you so much that he would give his life for you in order that you might know the peace that God brings. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus, we would love to introduce him to you. Paul says, "Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. God's presence brings us peace. We've felt that, or we experienced that. This morning we've experienced it already as we sit with him and we allow the Holy Spirit in to be with us, to sit with us, to fill us up. As we slow ourselves down to be more aware of his presence, his peace washes over us. We can experience his peace, which is beyond understanding. His peace, which can exceed anything we can understand. His peace, which is long and high and deep and wide. His peace that doesn't make sense in the circumstances. And yet, here he is, the very Prince of Peace himself, right here in the room with us. And what Paul seems to say is that this can be an ongoing thing. There's something about us doing this practice of pouring out our hearts to God, of thanking him for who he is and what he's done, and of doing this on repeat, of it becoming a practice, sitting in his presence, posturing our hearts towards him, leaning into him day in, day out. And Paul says as we live In Christ Jesus, as we do these things, that we will experience more and more of God's peace that will guard our hearts and our minds. I don't know about you, but I need something to guard my heart and my mind because the world can feel very broken. But the truth is that the Prince of Peace is at hand. So let's just remind ourselves of the whole verse of those verses we've been looking at this morning. Paul says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace that will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus.